Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. episode 46, Spinning and Knitting and Prizes, Oh My. Today is Wednesday the 4th of April and here in Cheshire it's blowing an absolute gale today. Ten days ago it was 23, 24, 25 degrees. We were going to the theatre in the afternoon and my husband was going berserk because it was so warm. Here we are ten days later and Places in Scotland that were setting record highs a week ago are now covered in seven inches of snow. I have a feeling that when we go over towards Macclesfield later on this uh, this afternoon for a dental appointment that it's we're going to see the snow in the peaks because there's already discussion about whether the Woodhead and Snake Pass are open or closed. The wind is blowing quite strongly, so I do apologise if there's some background 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 noise and there's an additional background noise I think because of the direction of the winds they've changed the approach to Manchester airport so the planes are coming over at an unusual angle and very very low so I do apologize if there's also some plain background noise I'm quite concerned actually looking out in the garden because because the damson tree about half of the blossoms blown off the damson tree and obviously I've got no idea if it would have had a chance to be pollinated yet So if it hasn't, that's my damson yield down this year, isn't it? Anyway, enough of the weather. Welcome back if you're a returning listener, and welcome, welcome if you're a new listener. Budge up, everyone. Make some room. In this episode, I've actually got spinning and knitting to talk about. Woohoo! And, as the title says, prizes. So, let's crack on with the spinning. I finished spinning the... Cheviot singles from Shunkley. They are currently sitting on um, the bobbins on the shelf here in the conservatory. I then rummaged around and decided I wanted to spin something that I could use in uh, a wool sack cushion. So I found a sample of a sample bag of Shetland combed tops from Jameson of Shet no Jameson and Smith that I picked up at Knit Camp two years ago. And so it's five little um, donuts of Shetland, each a different colour. So you're going from the cream through the grey to the dark brown that's virtually that's classed as black, and then two shades of brown as well. One of which I know is Morit, and one of which is probably Shayla, and I can't remember ever which one is which. But I spun them up, and then Andy applied some so that I've got a little mini skein of each of the five colours applied on itself. And then I did some combinations. So the cream with the grey and a little bit of one of the browns. The grey and the very dark brown-black and then the two browns together. So I've got a little selection there that I'm going to make some squares in. I don't know whether I've got enough to make a whole cushion front there. I mean, 125 grams should give me ample, but I'm... I'm not sure that the spinning's that consistent, but it was interesting to spin something that was thicker than the singles I've been spinning in the in the uh, Cheviot because I actually did a little 
um, investigation of that with my um, wraps per inch tool, and I, I'm spinning that around about 36 wraps per inch, which is quite fine, probably the finest I've, I've ever spun. Um, this certainly isn't, so it looks much more like an Aran weight, but it's not consistent all the way through yet. Still got some little tiny patches of thicker and thinner. Um, but I'm very pleased with it, so that's drying at the moment. And I'm now thinking, right, do I spin the blue face Lester that I dyed purple to go with um, the chilia? Or do I spin something else quickly? Because next Tuesday is the display at the library in West Kirby on the Wirral. And we've been allowed a sales table there. And... Um, provided we gave 20% of the sales to the library, we could sell some items. Now, I haven't really got any handspun that I want to sell at the moment, but I also have some merino that I bought for projects that haven't come off and I've moved on from. So I could sort of spin some up from that and then put it up on the table to see if anybody wanted to buy it. I don't know that... I, st I still don't know that it's consistent enough that anyone would want to buy it, but... You know, could be worth a try. But if I'm going to do that, I've got to realistically have it finished by Saturday, haven't I? So I can soak it and let it dry Sunday and Monday. So I don't know. I don't know if that's that's a possibility. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm going to be spinning next Tuesday. I'm also going to take my little Mayan spinner, for, um, spinner from Crafts in the Dungeon as well, just to give myself a break. I find if I hunch over the wheel too long, um, for too long a period of time, I end up with a sore shoulder. So I thought, well, I'll take that as a bit of a break and I can, you know, change my position, stand up a bit if need be, and just generally make myself comfortable. I just suddenly realised I need to organise myself to make sure I've got some lunch as well. I'd know that day I'd look really silly if I'm there all day, passing out from hunger. <laughs> so that's the spinning. The knitting has mainly been wool sack, but not exclusively. So I finished the back to go with the Celtic Yarns stripe cushion from Black O Yarn Designs. So that's just sitting there waiting now to be seamed up. I picked up um, one of the small fronts that I'd seamed together using the Guild Squares and I have knit borders around it to make it out to be 16 inch square. So that's coming along quite nicely. And then... Because obviously I don't have enough to do. Um, can you tell I'm putting off doing schoolwork here? <laughs> Procrastinators of the world unite. Um, I've started and, and joined in on Sunday, the 1st of April. I joined in with um, the Aletta Allegra knit-along over at the Caithness Craft Collective podcast. She uh, Louise is featuring... Um, designers in a section, a new section that she's called Designer Alley. And the first designer she mentioned and, and featured was Ruth Crafts. So she designed a shawl pattern. There are two versions of it, Aletta and Allegra. Aletta has a stocking stitch body and a lace border, and Allegra has an all-over lace pattern. And I'm going for the Aletta, and I've chosen Fiberspate Sparkle Sock, which I bought... I think I bought it last September um, when Fiberspace came and did a trunk show at Fibre and Clay. It's green with a goldy sparkle in it. Not a silver. I thought it was silver, but it's a goldy one by the look of it. And it's quite tightly spun. Can't remember the fibre composition, of course, because the label's in 
the other room. Duh. Um, I've started knitting it on 3.25 needles. But I think, even though I like the fabric, I don't think it's drapey enough um, for sure. So I think, I've not done, knit very much of it, so I think I'm going to rip it back and do it on bigger size. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it on 3.5 or actually on the recommended needle size of 3.75. Might do that. Shock horror, I know. Nick doing something on the recommended needle size. Can you believe it? So that's where I am. It's not a great deal because obviously I only recorded on Saturday <laughs> and here I am again on Wednesday telling you some more. But the reason is I wanted to wrap up the postcard from Manchester segment that was in episode 41 because the closing date for people getting in touch with me about the music was on Saturday on the 31st. The following section was pre-recorded and therefore is of slightly different sound quality. It also comes with an advice warning as it contains adult themes that you may not wish to have to explain to your children later. Thank you. Back in episode 41, the postcard from Manchester, I did a little Manchester soundscape based on the music scene and I offered prizes. And I had a couple of people who came really close and then somebody who got all of them right, although I think she had a little bit of help. <laughs> I think she'll probably agree with me there as well. Anyway, before I talk about that, let's go through and put you out of your misery. What were those tracks? First up was this seminal intro. <laughs> I bet loads of you recognise that, even if you couldn't quite think of the name. That was How Soon Is Now by The Smiths. And if that isn't an example of John Marr's genius, I just don't know what is. Johnny Marr is just, I think, probably one of the best rock guitarists we have ever produced. Morris is good and he's an excellent poet, but I think he was really at the height of his output when he was working with Johnny Marr. I first heard that probably in the cinema <laughs> as the soundtrack for the Peppy Jeans adverts. Yeah? Yeah, there's loads of people my age who are going, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, those Peppy Jeans adverts in the, in the cinema. It was also sampled though, that riff was sampled at the beginning of a track in 1990 or 91 called Hippie Chick by um, Soho, I think they were called. But it's just a fab track, and actually listening to it then was then, when somebody said, oh, you know, it's a Smiths track. I wasn't at all into the Smiths at the time, when they were big, in the 80s, but that was probably what got me into the Smiths, finding out more about them, just from that superb guitar playing. And I just absolutely love it. Next up was something a little more obscure, though.
So that was the fall and hit the north part one with Marky e. Smith at his tuneful best. <laughs> it, it, the, the fall weren't a band I was into at all, really, but a friend of mine was and uh, shared some of their stuff with me back in the mid nineties. And I just thought it was a good one for, you know, actually arriving in Manchester. Thought it would fit quite nicely. The next track is probably one of the most angst-ridden tracks ever to have come out from the Manchester scene. And that was, of course, Joy Division and Love Will Tear Us Apart. Few people suggested New Order, but no, it's actually Joy Division. It's Ian Curtis singing there. And that's just uh, another example. Again, not the most tuneful of singers, but someone completely lost in his art and lost in the, the moment of the song. It's, um, it is a truly beautiful song. And if you ever listen to... The Oyster Band's version that's done in a folk style, it's just, it, it just shows what a truly beautiful song it is. I, um, when I lived in Macclesfield, the first house we lived in in Macclesfield actually was about a five minute walk from where Ian Curtis lived and died. So there's my little bit of um, Joy Division moment of fame. Next up was this. doesn't typify the sheer exuberance and arrogance of the Manchester music scene, I don't know what does. I cannot hear that song without wanting to just dance. And of course, by dance, I mean that in the baggy sense where you just basically ran on the spot and pumped your fist in the air. I could do that dancing. I was really good at that. I know that it's just such a, a typification of the whole E scene and everything else. And I wasn't into that. I didn't do the drugs that that went along with the Manchester scene, but I just love the Happy Mondays. And I could have picked Kinky Afro and I could have picked Hallelujah, but I went for Step On because I just, I just love the bit. Call the cops. <laughs> I love that. It just makes me laugh. The next track was, again, one that foxed a lot of people, but I put it in because it was just, I think it was 1989, 90, but it just takes me straight back to being a student and I just, I love it. Pacific State and 808 State. You're lucky. You could have had the Lambada. 
la 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 see i'm not very tuneful am i but never mind i just i don't really remember clubbing to that much i didn't club much i have to say but it was just i did really like it and i think i bought it on 12 inch so that i could just play it over and over again just really cool the next track is another one that just goes to show that this area of Britain has produced some of the most amazing guitarists over the years. Another one where the vocalist isn't perhaps the most tuneful, but the guitar and the bass are just superb. And Manny and John Squires can only be equaled, I think, by Johnny Moore. It is, of course, the Stone Roses. another one where I could have chosen so many different tracks I am the resurrection love that one a waterfall but I went for fool's gold because it's again probably the first one that I heard that I just went ah oh, got to listen to this band got to get this music it's great I wish I'd seen them very nearly went to go and see them when they played Spike Island and I didn't and I really wish I had but there we are they have reformed I have not got tickets. <laughs> I'm not convinced they're going to stay together long enough for me to get to the gig. But there we are. That's just me being a little bit of a cynic. Next up, however, is a band that I have seen. And just like the time I saw, maybe about 15 years ago when I saw Happy Mondays and they were rocking, I saw this band maybe 12 years ago. Um, both uh, Happy Mondays and this band I saw at Manchester Evening News Arena. And it's a huge space. And you don't get the intimacy, perhaps, of anything else. But boy, can this band fill it. Superb. And that was James with Sit Down. I love Sit Down. I love, I, I love a lot of James, but I love Sit Down particularly. And again, it reminds me of my time as a student and it reminds me of later years in my mid-twenties when the social scene that I was on at that time involved a fair amount of formal dinners with discos and we literally would do that and we would sit down on the floor <laughs> and then, you know, proceed to dance whilst sat down, which is an interesting sight to behold, I'm sure, but never mind. Now, you could hardly do a music soundtrack of Manchester without including Oasis. Okay, they weren't part of the Manchester scene, which was really when I first started to take notice of it, but they are a behemoth of a band. You cannot deny it. This was Roll With It, 
which was the single that went up against Blur's Country House in August of 1995 with the big battle of the bands for the number one slot. Blur got it with Country House, but I have to say, I think Roll With It Now, on reflection, is the one with the staying power. I could have chosen so many, again, from Oasis, just so many superb songs. It's uh, another band with a great back catalogue. I went to go and see them about three years ago now at Heaton Park in Manchester. It was just an utterly bizarre night and probably my first indication that I really had hit middle age. (laughs) My husband didn't want to go at all because he doesn't like them. Um, So... As he got closer and closer to it, he got grumpier and grumpier and I just knew he was going to spoil my enjoyment of it. And so I kept saying, I will give my ticket to somebody else. I have a cousin who's mad keen who would love to see them at Heaton Park. No, I'm going. He was really grumpy, really grumpy. He didn't want to go. It had. It was the end of the wit half term. It had been glorious weather all week. And then this particular night, this Sunday night, was just dreadful. The heavens opened it rained beforehand. It was very cold. This was the first weekend in June and I went to this gig with three layers on and a waterproof and I I definitely had tights on underneath my trousers, two pairs of socks, two pairs of gloves, a hat, virtually every knitted item that I could get on, I got on. Um, I'm not entirely convinced I didn't wear waterproof trousers over the top but I, I, I wouldn't swear to that I wouldn't swear to that and Heaton Park is kind of a little bit of a natural bowl and we stood at the back and I used to love open air gigs used to absolutely love them um, but this one we were 39 and oh listen to the rain that's that from recounting Manchester isn't it and this gig in particular um, it was just absolutely bizarre all around the edge of the field where we were um stood around the edge of the the fenced in part that you could go into once you got your tickets there were troughs wooden troughs and they were basically open air urinals for the men in the crowd to just go and wee in rather than go and and wee in the chemical toilets um which sounds quite disgusting, and it was, because at the end of each of those wooden urinals was just an open slot. So they weed into the trough, but it then ran down the trough and came out the other end. Now, because it is a natural bowl, the edge of that is higher than the stage. And so rivers of wee were running down the the field. So that was quite disgusting. Um... Something I've never experienced before at a gig is what seems to be, my cousin tells me, fairly common now for this kind of macho male type band, which is that you don't bother going, if you're down near the front, you don't bother going to the toilet, going back to the chemical toilets or, the, or indeed the troughs. If you, if you feel the need to go, you just wee into an empty plastic beer glass and then hurl it in the crowd. So... We were stood quite near the back and you'd see these cups go flying through the crowd full of liquid. And you'd think there and think, my God, (laughs) if 
<laughs> I hope if that hits me, it's cold and wet. Because if it's cold and wet, it's beer. If it's warm and wet, I don't even want to think about what it is. There was a band that I can't even remember the name of to start. And then there was a band called Kasabian. And my husband discovered that he really liked Kasabian, which was really good. It was a really nice silver lining. But we realised that perhaps we were hitting official middle age when partway through the the break between Kasabian and Oasis, we were talking about what plants we could put in a herbaceous border. And when I decided that I wanted to drink, I... I actually fought my way through the crowd to go and get two cups of coffee <laughs> at a gig because it was so cold and I really, really, really fancied a cup of coffee. <laughs> my husband was scarred by the whole process because there were so many people who'd obviously taken uh, drugs around us in the crowd. But um, Unlike the happy days 20 years ago when people would take E and just spend all their time smiling at people, these people weren't taking E. These people, were, we saw two people in front of us at separate occasions rolling up um, a £20 note and snorting cocaine out of a bag, which for, you know, the pair of us was just a little bit of, a, of an eye-opener. <laughs> it was just an experience. And we left at, at the end, but before the encores, because there'd been a problem the night before with buses, so we were desperate to get back on a bus and get to the park and ride. And and my husband was so traumatised that he went wrong twice coming home, which wouldn't be so bad, but it was virtually the same journey that he makes every day to come back from work. So we ended up twice going up the motorway in the wrong direction. And when he arrived home, he literally stripped everything off in the utility room because he was convinced it was contaminated with splashes of other people's bodily fluids and he sort of just sat down in the chair very quietly and I made him a cup of cocoa <laughs> so it was just not really kind of what you'd expect after a gig but I'm really glad I saw them I am really glad I saw them but I have decided that probably now I am a bit old for going to those kind of gigs where you stand up all the time I think I need a seat now <laughs> and then the final piece is from a band that are currently riding high in the charts although they have been around for years they've only really broken through within the last five or six and that's Elbow And again, I could have chosen many different tracks. But I chose The Bones of You because I think it's rather gorgeous. So, that was all the tracks. Now, on to the winners. I'm actually going to award three prizes um, out of the entries that I had because two people were so close and... Then one person, like I say, got all of them. So I would like to award prize to Hotter Than and to Alice Jeffcott, both of which got all but one 
of the tracks. Although, you know, like I say, a couple of slight mistakes. New Order, nah, it was Joy Division. And Sean Ryder, it's the Happy Monday's love. Not the roses, but never mind. But they were just so generous in their memories when they shared that I just thought I wanted to, to say thank you very much because they were so close. And then the winner is actually Louise from Caithness Craft Collective. Although I think, I think Richard might have given a little bit of a helping hand. So, you know, all those years of him playing his music, she's finally picked it up. So what I'd like to offer is they can have a pick. I've gone rooting around today to find some yarn and I have got five skeins out so I'm going to put a photo in the show notes and in order from left to right in the photograph we've got a red skein of posh yarn Lucia the colour is skip and it's 100 grams 365 yards of a merino and cashmere blend I think it's 70% merino 30% cashmere can't be 100% sure the next one is another posh yarn. It's Charlotte. It's 350 yards. It's merino and silk. And it's called April Showers Bring May Flowers. And it was part of the Sot Yarn Club a couple of years ago. It's really nice. It's got a nice sheen to it. Really nice. The third one is posh yarn again. It's lay. It's 380 yards. A merino, bamboo and silk blend. And this has got golds and purples in it it's really interesting actually i fell in love with it when i got it at wonderwall wales in 2008 and then haven't done anything with it because i didn't really know quite what i would do with it and in my head the mudders colors had gone very muddy and i just thought oh it's all muddy mustard mm, it doesn't really suit me and actually it's only getting out of the box today that i've realized that there is this gorgeous purple in it and i think it will be absolutely gorgeous knit up as um wrist warmers or some socks i have used lay to make socks and it's it's more hard wearing than you'd think bearing in mind it's merino and silk the fourth skein in the picture is fiber space echo self-striping sock yarn and it is 380 yards i think 380 meters sorry 100 percent blue face lester and she has written that it's machine washable on the um label but i probably wouldn't so it's pinks and goldy oranges again and then the final skein is a skein of Unicorn from the Natural Dye Studio. Now, Unicorn was a special blend that the Natural Dye Studio and Fiberspates got together to have made up for them in 2009. And it was a mystery yarn. You didn't know what it was. But if you bought some every month from April through to the December you would get clues and the initial letter for the answers to the clues would give you the letters for all of the composition and then you had to rearrange it and if you could successfully rearranged it then you were able to win um, a kilogram of it I think it the questions were really hard but I loved them because it was an awful lot about Norse mythology so I was trying to sort of find out I don't know a great deal about Norse mythology 
Um, but it turned out that the blend was llama, cashmere and silk. So it's gorgeous. This is in apple, a really pale green. I love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful colour. But I bought it before I had my colours done and it doesn't do a great deal for me. So it, it really doesn't suit my complexion. I'd have to put it on my feet. And I just don't think... I'm just not convinced that llama, cashmere and silk would wear well as a sock. Don't know. So, you know, see what you think. Anyway, um, if you could, if the three of you, uh, Alice, Jeff, got hotter than and Louise, could contact me with your order of preference, one, two, three, four, five out of them. And then Louise will get first dibs and then the other two. Um, hotter than and Alice I will see what I can do to accommodate your choices but my husband is loving this whole de-stashing through competition giveaways aspect he thinks it's great and I think these are beautiful yarns but some of them have sat in my box now for that Lucia skip's been there for nearly five years and I've not used it yet so it's time perhaps that it needs to move on time for it to go somewhere else so thanks to everyone that entered i hope you had fun i had fun and i certainly had fun reading all your messages about it so that just about wraps it up for today really most of it's taken up with the whole prizes section please we have a listeners map it's great to see people put a pin in so if you are a listener and you haven't put a pin in yet please go and put a pin in it's so much fun when i start seeing people pop up in countries that haven't featured yet now i know because i've seen my feed stats i don't get much information but i do get feed visitors i know there are people from china downloading the show i know people from um moldova romania puerto rico you know i've had some quite diverse countries so go and stick a pin in it go on 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 you know you want to you do really you do i love to get feedback from the show and i've had some lovely feedback over the last few days particularly from people who have responded to my call to arms over little squares for the wall sack cushion and they've started to come in now um i'm coming they're coming in from all over the world which is really nice using british yarn actually specific british yarn which is absolutely fantastic and i'm delighted that so many of you have responded it's been brilliant thank you thank you thank you very much but it's it's also nice just to get feedback full stop i love it when you you do contact so thank you very much for all of that you can contact me on ravelry where i'm tales from the plane you can email me at yarns from the plane at googlemail.com or you can leave a message on the show notes so, until next time, which I can tell you now is going to be very different, take care and thanks for listening. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page. Or you can email me 
at yarnsfromtheplain at googlemail.com or message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.